Hey, it's Kenny. Welcome to episode number two of my podcast. I'm hanging out with Michael Anway, and he's going to discuss his journey of faith and how science helped him out. So yeah, do you think uh, science and faith are in opposition to each other? Stay tuned. So uh, how are you enjoying this uh, this fall weather now coming <laughs> coming up? I uh, I'm so glad it's not hot anymore. <laughs> it's starting to cool uh, off. You know, this is my favorite time of the year. I love mm-hmm. September. I love you know this time of year. It's a lot cooler and. Uh, you know, I used to live in the Bay Area, so it was really hot. You know, it was really nice and mild there. Uh, but when we moved here, it, it, it took a while to adjust to the to the heat. What's your background? Um, I got a degree in computer electronic engineering technology. Uh, I've been working in manufacturing and distribution for about 25 years, uh, for a very long time. I've been a operations manager. I've been... Uh, what's called now, I'm a slotting supervisor. Uh, we ship a million cases of food every week, mm-hmm. and I'm the guy that decides where everything goes. <laughs> I've been a shipping supervisor. I worked at Apple Computer for four and a half years uh, as a production supervisor. What was it like working for Apple? That was very cool. I, I enjoyed it. I, w- I never would have left the job. It was it was very fun. And, um, you know, they, they unfortunately laid us off, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I had about 450 employees reporting to me. Wow, and uh, it was incredible to to have that opportunity to to solve problems, and that's what I love to do is solve problems. Did you get to meet Steve Jobs? Never got to meet him, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, occasionally you get to hear from some of the VPs who mm-hmm. worked under him. So, oh, uh, great, that was good. Let's go back to the presidents. Yeah, you're a practicing Catholic, and um, so how was what was your childhood like as far as you know the faith life and um, even just um, you know your since your curiosity about about the world, how was that? My my parents didn't talk about faith at all. Um, they were Baptists. They were raised Baptist, baptized, and they just they stopped believing. They they thought that they saw how other Christians behaved, and so they decided they just didn't want to have anything to do with it. They tried to look for a good church. They never sought the Catholic Church, by the way, but they 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 were looking for a good church. And after a while, they just gave up. And so they never talked about about faith at all uh, when we were children. And uh, as I was growing up, you know, I started to not believe in God, you know. You learn about those myths like Santa Claus and Easter Bunny. You're a young kid, and the first lesson you learn is that, you know what, uh, once you learn the truth, you learn that you, you just believe what you see. And so that's the, the lesson that I took. And so I was... Uh, I don't want to say atheist, but agnostic. Uh, you know, there was part of me that always believed that there, there, there must be some logic or reason behind all mm-hmm. this, but didn't believe that churches had anything to do with it. So you felt that since Santa Claus wasn't real, as far as the Santa Claus as a kid, as we knew him, that means, you know, take the next step, that God isn't real. Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't realize that maybe that's where their atheism comes from, their lack of belief, because... You know, really, if you can't see something, um, we're taught that from a very young age. It's it's ingrained in the ingrained in the conscience, and if if we don't if we don't see it and we don't believe it, then it goes for everything else because we can't see God, we can't see all these angels, we can't see heaven. Um, how do we know they really exist? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was the thought that that was going through my mind. 
you know, as I was going through my early 20s and 30s. So what was your thought about God and, you know, faith in your, your 20s? What was going through your mind? Didn't believe it, just followed the ways of the world. And it was pretty much that way all the way through my 20s and 30s. When my son was born, that was 19 years ago. That's when I started to, to maybe ask some questions. And I started to see the wisdom of the Ten Commandments. That was really the start of it. Because I thought, you know, these, these commandments, they, they actually hold families together. If you break the commandments, it breaks the families apart. And, you know, except for a couple of them. You know, I, I wasn't mm -hmm. into the, the God, you know, <laughs> thinking about the God, God all the time, the God part. Uh, but the rest of the laws made sense, and I thought, you know, there's an eternal wisdom to this. It's it's not just uh, it's not just coming from a person, but it seemed like there was some sort of eternal wisdom that came along with it. Uh, but the other thing that hit me, and I was an agnostic at the time, was I saw an ultrasound of my son, and up to that point, I believed that uh, we, you know, that, that abortion was a, a choice that we can make. But that completely changed when I saw my son at eight weeks. The ultrasound completely changed me. I, I thought, I can't support that, that's a living being. Mm -hmm. And to see him move and to see him respond to my wife, uh, it was really a remarkable experience. Nowhere near the Catholic Church at that mm -hmm. point. I wasn't even, I hadn't read the Bible, mm -hmm. none of that, but um, it was the beginning of my conversion, I think. So you have an engineering background, correct? Yeah, yeah. computer and electronic engineering. So how did that square away, because we hear today that we think, oh, I'm, we have scientific knowledge, so there's now there's no need. You know, we know how the world works. We know where thunder comes from. We know where rain comes from. Now there's no need for God or gods or, or faith. Um, going to your 20s, 30s, and you know, seeing your son born, how was how did science relate with your faith faith life? Well, at that time, uh, I wasn't really thinking about God in relation to science. It was something that came a bit later. And what happened was on September 11th. Uh, we had the Twin Towers, uh, somebody, you know, the, the terrorists uh, crashed into the Twin Towers. And I started wondering about these Muslims and why they wanted to kill us. And so I did something completely off base, but I read the Koran. And I've read it more than once now. I've read it four times straight through. And I was like, wow, there's something to this. There, there, there's some sort of uh, wisdom, and it's just like the Ten Commandments. Um, I thought, you know, if people really lived like this, it would be peaceful. And it's completely opposite from the spirit of the Islam that's presented in the, uh, on 9-11 through the towers and that we see in Islamic State and also with Al-Qaeda. Um, none of that married up with what I read in the Quran. It was completely opposite. So that started the journey because, you know, if you start to get into the, the, the God of Abraham, which is, you know, they pray to in the... Uh, in uh, the Muslim religion, then uh, it brings you to the Bible because that's where also the God of Abraham is in the Bible as well. So I started to read that. And that's what really got my interest. I started to get intrigued because I was reading on various websites about scientific discoveries that were in the Holy Bible that nobody knew about. You know, things like um, uh, the entropy of the universe. Nobody knew about that. Uh, no, at what that is time, it? we're talking 2,000 years ago. What is entropy? So the entropy of the universe is that uh, the thing is slowly degrading or collapsing over time. The temperature is going to start to degrade over time. So after the Big Bang, you have this initial mm -hmm. burst of energy. And then all of a sudden, now it's going to start to degrade. And, and over a period of time, uh, 
the universe will completely mm -hmm. dissipate. So, you know, that was an interesting idea because we didn't know that. We're just looking at the stars. There's no way that we could even have thought that or conceived it. But yet it was there in the Bible. And um, started to read other things in Job, you know, talked about the bonds of uh, Orion and the... Uh, and it was remarkable that this, this document was written over 2,400 years ago. Mm -hmm. We hadn't seen space. We didn't know anything about it. We didn't have a Hubble telescope. We didn't even have the, the basics of math. We didn't know. We couldn't conceive things like a billion, uh, billions of years. Mm -hmm. and, and yet, you know, it seemed that there was something in this Bible that was beyond human wisdom. And it couldn't mm -hmm. have come from man. Mm -hmm. So I started to investigate. I wanted to discount the Bible. Because I thought, you know what? If I can prove that we just changed it over time, books get revised all the time. Yep. And I thought, if we if we... Go back and, and, and if I can verify this via the Dead Sea Scrolls and show that it's been changed over time, then I could discount the Bible and just put this all move away on. and move on okay. to something else. But the problem was that the Dead Sea Scrolls verified that the Bible hadn't changed. And I thought, wow, this, this couldn't have come from men. Mm -hmm. Then I started looking at prophecies for Jesus and uh, I eventually found 73 prophecies that were, was fulfilled by the life of Jesus Christ. And uh, when you start to look at, at all of them together, uh, there's no way that this could have come from man. Mm -hmm. it's, we, we would have fallen apart. We never would have been able to, to pull this mm -hmm. off over this course of time. Now, both you and I see no you know, opposition with as far as faith and science. And so what do you think today so many people have in their minds, they think, oh, we have... A lot of scientific knowledge now. Now there's no need for faith. Why is that? What do you think that's happening today? I think a, a big part is a misunderstanding of the Bible itself. And I'm guilty of this because long, long time ago, it must have been 25 years ago, I tried to sit down and read the Bible. And the first thing you read is the, the world's created in seven days. Mm -hmm. yep. And I closed the book. Yeah. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> that's it. I'm done. Um, you know, and that's a big stumbling block for, for anybody that's mm -hmm. reasonably intelligent. You know that there's no possible way that could happen. We know that the universe is 14 billion years old. Mm -hmm. And um, even Catholic priests today will say that. And... It, and I found it amazing, by the way, that a Catholic priest was the one that came up with the Big Bang Theory. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that yep. until a, a couple of years ago, which makes it even more remarkable. But, um, but you know, as you read further into the Bible and you realize, wow, a day could be a thousand years or representative mm -hmm. of a piece. And you really think back to it, you think there's no way they could have understood what a billion was in the first place. Yep. They didn't have that basic concept of, of, of those kind of numbers. They wouldn't have been able to conceive it. Mm -hmm. We didn't have calculators. We didn't have nope. computers and all that that we have today. I think we take that for granted. Like such big numbers back then. We talk of trillions of dollars now. Like they would have no concept of a trillion dollars. Absolutely. I mean, so. they're dealing with shekels and mm -hmm. small quantities. And yeah, they would have never been able to conceive the kind of numbers we deal with today. So I, I find that quite remarkable. So when you realize that, that it's not, the world wasn't really made in seven days, that it represented periods of time, and put it in proper context and understand that the people of the time wouldn't have understood it even if, it, mm -hmm. if God had said, I, I made the world in 14 days. And we have to remember too, God's outside of time. So to, to God, time doesn't in a sense exist. Yeah. So to say when he said seven days, to him doesn't mean anything because he's outside of time anyways. Yeah. So it has to be something like, okay, what does this mean? And 
I don't think the Jews really took that in a literal sense either. Like, they didn't I, take it in a literal so sense. So I don't understand either. why today, how come a lot of fundamentalist Christians take this literal when the Jews themselves didn't? It's a literal event, but not the, it's not a scientifically explained event in Genesis. Exactly. Um, and I think a lot of people have forgotten that. They don't, they don't understand it. They've never, it's never been explained to them that way. They've fallen really far away from the truth, uh, that it was just to simply explain things that were very complex that we could not have understood at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now that we understand a lot, of course, but there's still enough in there that mm-hmm. you can still uh, grasp onto science and say, wow, how could possibly that have been in the Bible? When it talks about uh, the life of, of the body is in the blood, we didn't know that at the time. We didn't know that oxygen mm-hmm. travels through the, the bloodstream. And then it provides us life with the body. We didn't know that, but there it is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Or that the earth was suspended over nothing at all. We didn't know that. We thought the world was flat. We mm-hmm. thought the sun was revolving around the earth. And uh, there's no possible way we could have known any mm-hmm. of that. And it's only until the 1960s, and we, we don't realize it's been that late, that you know an actual something, you know, we actually flew out in space and actually got to see this. Saw this yes. it, 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 it happened so late, and it's, mm-hmm. it's such a recent discovery. We don't... Think about the fact that that was only 50 years ago mm-hmm. or so ago, 50, 60, 70 years ago that all of these things happened and we made these recent discoveries. So, so again, we hear today, you know, I have reason. There's no need for faith. And, but again, reason is not a new thing. Socrates, Confucius, Buddhists, they were very, actually, they all came around a similar time and they, in a sense they brought in reason to faith. And to, to me that shows like there's no division. So how do we... How do we marry reason and faith together in our modern age? Well, the way I did it is, I first of all said, well, it's the Bible from God, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I can discount that, then I can move on with my life. But as I was starting to find these old scientific discoveries, the prophecies, and I said, okay, this is from God. So what is the purpose of all this? And, and what's the church? I, it took me a while to find the Catholic church. But uh, one of the lines that really bothered me was Matthew sixteen eighteen. And it said, um, upon this rock I will build my church. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It says that the church would always exist. And so mm-hmm. um, it wasn't. Uh, it would be about 10 years before I would find the church. The mm-hmm. Catholic church has been there since the time of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, you even have to ask, well, what is the purpose of all of this? Yeah. And it's really in there. When you read the Bible really ca- uh, carefully, it's, it's really uh, God is grooming us to be the way he wants us to be, as children of God. And the only way that can happen is if we learn to follow the rules that he sets in place to prevent the chaos in the world. Mm-hmm. And we look at the chaos in the world, and, and most of it is because we didn't follow those ten rules. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> they gave us right from the beginning very simple ten rules. Mm-hmm. And you can probably trace back most of the chaos in the world to the fact that we couldn't mm-hmm. follow those ten rules. Yep. A lot of people blame it on religion, and but a lot of it's just it's it's violating the simple principles that God laid out. Anytime you see those violations, there you go, you see sin and chaos and just a lot of suffering. Yeah. So, what advice would you have for someone that has no faith? He's just kind of going through life day by day, you know, kind of wandering. Uh, what would you say to that person? I would say take a you know take a class and learn more about the Bible, and then start discovering the truth. Go out onto the internet, do some research. A lot of people have gone through these searches and they found information and, and just search it out for yourself. But don't ignore it. You've got to turn off the TV, turn off the smartphone, and take some time and investigate it yourself. 
and to learn the truth and ask questions. It's always important to ask questions and then try to get them answered um, by doing your own research. Great. That's um, good, good advice. And thanks for joining me on the second se- second podcast. Um, thanks for partaking this journey, uh, this podcast. So thanks, Mike. Uh, but uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for listening to episode number two. Plan on doing weekly episodes. But uh, until then, take care.